Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. Wouldn't kill you. We'd play some competitive sports once in a while, wouldn't it? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hour two of two here on Football Sunday. Fantasy Scramble coming up at 9.30. Maybe a little NBA Finals talk, but... We begin hour two with a, a topic that we like to do on this show every once in a while, and that's to check in on the standings to see who you believe in and who you don't believe in on the teams that are good and the teams that are not so good to start. The uh, Bears are the first team we're going to talk about. Uh, they are 4-1 and one after their win over the Bucks on Thursday night football. Nick Foles now the starter. Mitch Trubisky benched forever because he sucks. Um, their only loss came to the Colts, 19-11. to 11. They've beaten the Lions, Giants, Falcons, and Bucks. Oh, let me let me throw that back out there. They beat the Lions. Quality team. Who had DeAndre quality team? That's a question. <laughs> DeAndre Swift dropped the wide open touchdown pass that would have won the Lions. Oh the my game. God, that frustrated me so bad. Uh they beat the Giants, who are the Giants. Have like won. three or four offensive touchdowns all year. They came Dead. back against the Falcons, who cannot hold a lead. Loss of the Colts. Great defense. And the Bucks are good. Beat the Bucks. Um, Thursday night football. Bucks have looked good. They've they've shown some promise. So it's a good win. Yeah. Four and one. Why do you want me to believe in your Bears, Bears fans? You have Nick Foles at quarterback. Who? Okay, sure, fine. Nick Foles is an is an above average to regular average quarterback. Some of the throws he made were not so great on Thursday night. In the second half, though, he made a couple of really really good throws. Um. One of your better running backs is already hurt, out for the year, Tariq Cohen. Montgomery's looked okay. Weapons, sure. Your defense is fine, sure. I don't know. I'm just not excited about the Bears. They're 4-1. and one. You know, you, you you are the record that you are, right? So they're a 4-1 and one team. They're right now in second place in the division, technically, because the Packers are 4-0. Oh. But, you know, you're up there. You're, you're up there. You're 4-1. and one. 
but I just do not buy it. I do not buy the Bears. I've watched them play a couple of times. I don't think they're good. I don't. Uh, I mean, I, don't, I mean, I, 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 that's that's fair. You know, to, to be honest, we get caught up in records, and you can only really play who's in front of you and everything. But if you look at their record, Detroit is not a, a good team. Um, they're one and three. Uh, the Giants are not a good How team. How Matt Patricia still has a job, I don't know. I have no idea. And he and his beard irritate the mess out of me. Like, he can come back and be a coordinator of the Patriots all you want to. You know, <laughs> we'll take you back. You know, no problem. Our, beard de- our defense you? is pretty good. You know what I'm saying? You like beards. I, huh? Don't say it like that. I don't like beards, guys. Like, I like my beard. You know, that's that's fine. But Matt Patricia, he just, like, doesn't line his up. He doesn't look like he washes it. Like, it's just one of those things. Man. He is scraggly. He has his backer's hat with a beard. It looks like it smells like jerky. It well, looks do, like you, do you not like Brett Kiesel's beard? Do you remember Brett Kiesel, the old Steeler? Yeah, yeah. His beard's incredible, but he doesn't really keep yeah, it up. It's no, just crazy. I, unkept beards, fellas, if you're listening, just so you know, unkept beards are not hot. That's not that's not what it is. Like I'm not sure people have them because they think it's hot. No, shot. I'm so well, I'm saying like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like come on man like like comb it or get the stuff out of it or at least if, at the bare minimum line it up and get, make it look presentable to people. Like it's you know it's all good. That's my beard tangent for the day. Uh, Atlanta, you know how we feel about them. Atlanta, I don't what the hell happened to the to the Falcons. Like remember when they were good. They made the Super Bowl. They made the Super Bowl. The Patriots and then, killed them. Remember, they made some championship games prior to going to the Super Bowl. Like, they played in some NFC championships prior to that. And so the Falcons have just not been able to get it together. And you wonder how long. Dan Quinn happened. Well, I guess, yeah, that's very true. But you wonder how long uh, Matt Ryan and Julio are going to hang on uh, there in Atlanta. You want them to be somewhere. And then, again, the Colts defense, who's much improved, something we're not used to saying. The Colts defense is what did it and not their offense. And then Tampa. Tampa's been up and down. Brady can't remember what down it was. You know, <laughs> I forgot about all t- that. You know, yeah. I mean, just all the there's a, there's a lot of confusion still. Fourth down and, and fourth, fourth no, down, third, first, second, fourth? okay. Oh, fourth? the game's over. Go for it. Oh, but fourth down. Yeah. Oh, but we still got one more, right? No. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Tom. I'm not sure what was on his mind at that point, but it wasn't football. Clearly, because it was Giselle. That's a weird thing that Tom Brady doesn't remember. He was kissing what down his son on the lips. Oh, that's that's. I mean, that's a weird thing, but. It is, but it, I mean, whatever. it is weird. Yes. Um, but no, I, I'm with you. The the Bears, and then you look at the roster, and it's just not a good team. Like Nick Foles is the best player on your team right now. That's not named uh, Khalil Mack. We know that, and so and Khalil Mack's not quite as good as he was when he first went over as well. But he's still great. Of I think, course he is. I think Khalil Mack is in a situation so where he's. I think he's really. I, it's, I think it's hard to be great on a bad team. I think it's really hard to be as talented as that and play for a trash team. You know, I think that could be really, really hard for a lot of great players. I look at somebody like Trey Young for, you know, the Hawks, and like, man, he's so good. But Atlanta's so bad, man. And it looks like they might be bad for a long time. Like, I'm looking at Khalil Mack like, that sucks for you, man. Like, I would love for him to – I'd love for him to go to a a franchise, man, to the the Steelers, to, you know, the Ravens, to the, you know – to to the to the Broncos, just a franchise that would really take care of him and put him at least around other really really talented players on that defense. But no, the Bears are a fraudulent team at least for now. They haven't played anyone, and until you actually play someone and beat them, like that's going to be uh, a big thing. And even for they're going to play Carolina, not very not a nope. good team. They nope. and, and that's that's the same thing. Christian McCaffrey is a stud, a star on this team, full of you know C minus players, and then. You play the Rams, who are, you know. Rams look okay so far. Rams look okay. You play New Orleans. So there's going to be two tests in between there. But then you got Tennessee, who may may or may not have a game at all. 
we'll see. <laughs> I mean, so uh, I don't know. I think the the Bears are one of those teams that they're they're good for now. If they can hold on to some type of momentum moving forward, then they can they can make it. If they win eight, uh, nine games, they can make the playoffs. Other undefeated teams at this point: the Bills are four and zero. I believe in the Bills. The Steelers are three and zero. I believe in the Steelers. The Titans are three and zero. I'm not. I'm not saying. I, I mean, the Titans. Well, they they kicked our ass in a in a playoff game when that it matters. Did. When it mattered, Derrick Henry ran all of you guys. Yeah. And so, uh, I, I it's hard to say that I, I I fully don't believe in the Titans. It's just it's just I, I think it's history has kind of shown me, like, Tennessee's not going to do much for you. Like, Eddie George is walking through that door, you know? So, and I think that was my big thing. Is like, I don't, I don't see anything in this team outside of Derrick Henry that's like, okay, this is a this is legit team. But they keep winning. And so, there's not much you can say about that. Chiefs are 4-0. They're legit, of course. Packers are 4-0. They look unstoppable right now. And the Seahawks are 4-0, hey, who I believe in 100%. Man, we're talking about Russell Wilson getting the MVP, and rightfully so. He's... He's been amazing. He's so far. been unreal. But Aaron Rodgers is a bad dude. So is Josh Allen. To and Josh, Josh Allen's a bad dude. But I man, talked so much S about Josh Allen, and I had to eat crow this year. You it did. was you did, you did. He's I, good. Josh I, Allen is good. Josh, and I don't understand it, but I have to accept it. He's no, good. You know what it is? It's a, it's it's called maturing and getting better and understanding what you're supposed to do as a quarterback. Like Josh Allen went to where Wyoming. Who, who would name three other teams from Wyoming's conference? Well, they're in the Mountain West, so San Diego State and Boise State and Utah State. Okay, well, name, Fresno name, State. Some, name some good teams besides uh, Fresno. Can <laughs> I said be Boise. Good. Yeah, Boise. Okay, Boise State. SDSU. Yeah, so it's it's a very yeah. small list of teams. You're not those gonna, teams. You're not going to see any juggernaut defenses. You're not going to see any Von Miller type characters or Jadevian Clowney type characters. Man, pass rushing. You're not going to see a lot of it. I don't know, man. Have you seen San Jose State's defense? It's pretty juggernaut. San Jose, yeah, right. So when you get to the NFL, especially from coming from a, a a conference like that, you're you're it's it's you're not as quick. You need to figure things out. And Josh Allen, to his credit, year to year got better and better. His la- last year was much better than his rookie year. His rookie year, he just looked lost, couldn't understand. But then again, he played for the Bills. He ran the you ball know, well, but he couldn't throw it. No, he couldn't. He didn't understand what he was supposed to do. Like the windows get so much uh, smaller, so much faster in the NFL. And honestly, I don't think he was he was ready for that at that point. Second year, much better. Figured out how to throw the ball a little more, but still had the tendency to tuck and run. Now he's so comfortable. He understands what he's supposed to do: stand in the pocket and deliver. You know, so far this season, he has. Um, 25 rushing attempts. Uh, last year he had much more than that. You know, at the I don't mean well. This is just through this first part of the season, but he's had 30, 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns, and a pick. He's doing what he's supposed to do as the leader of a team. And when we look at all the guys that got you know that were supposed to be those guys at quarterback, you know, Sam Darnold, no, looks like he's not good. He probably won't be the quarterback for the Jets much longer. Uh, what's uh? Played for Miami. Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. He's you know, done. I love Josh Rosen in college, but, you know. Baker. That's, that's over. Baker, Baker Mayfield, looks okay so far this year, actually. He, Baker is an up-and-down dude. He's like, fin- it, feels like, it feels like the Kevin Stefanski offense that he brought in, the new head coach they have there, is yes. actually good. And they actually get the ball to Odell. And, and Baker has thing. actually made some good throws. Now he's – look, he's Baker Mayfield. From what we know, he's going to throw into triple coverage and have a terrible interception. But – He's looked better. But what we're seeing is Odell Beckham able to make plays in space. 
which is something that he hasn't been able to do just because Baker hadn't really been able to get him the ball like in any sense. So uh, the Browns, I think they're a team that looks good. But yeah, I think of all these, all the teams that are that are winning right now, um, the one I'm probably the most impressed with is the Bills. Both sides of the ball, they're just doing really well. And I think, I mean, obviously, the Seahawks and what Russell Wilson is doing is man, amazing. You, it's, it's hard to not believe in the Seahawks. Like they're that good. Russell Wilson is that good. And then they just keep getting these receivers that that aren't number ones. But yeah, kind of a number one now. Like DK Metcalf is well, no, kind of a number one. Well, I'm, I'm, well, I was thinking more on, along the lines of Tyler Lockett. Oh, well, like yeah. so. I think back to to um, Doug Baldwin and just the fact that we always said like Baldwin is not a number one, but he always just happened to make the play. He was just always wide open. Like not seriously, not like big coverage, and you know he's getting tackled between two people as he's catching the ball. Like no, Doug Baldwin found himself like wide open when he was scoring touchdowns and I'm looking at Tyler Lockett and I'm like bro you're like wide open when you get these uh catch some of these passes they're just falling right into your left and to into your left arm just it's it's a it's a perfect throw every time and I'm not sure how he's able to keep doing this with these guys but now you throw in his first threat that he's ever had at receiver real threat in DK Metcalf like somebody that if you're in the red zone like just throw it up in the air and let him go get it like that's a the, the Seahawks are a real problem. Their defense is the only thing that I worry about. Like, just, I mean, because they have a tendency to let somebody run up the score and, you know, Seahawks can get into some close games. I'm looking at this Bills team. I'm saying, man, with the Patriots down this year and obviously the the Jets being the, the Jets and the, and the Dolphins being the Jets and the Dolphins, <laughs> I don't see why they couldn't, you know, at least run the board in the AFC East. And and end up with a, a great seating in the playoff, man. And then if you're in the playoffs with this, if this Bills team is playing anything moving forward in the season like they are now, even if they drop a few games, hey, the Bills are going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Oh, for sure. That team out. is good. They're they're legit. The like, team I'm, is built well, and as long as Josh Allen limits, because he still has the the propensity to do the one stupid play because he's trying to do too much. The like the last year in the playoffs, the lateral attempt backwards when you ran the ball 40 yards down the field that almost wound up being a turnover or the throw into triple coverage that will still happen. I think that's part of his game. It's the little gunslingery part of him. But if he can limit those, I mean, that team is just good defensively and offensively. They're just a good team. They yeah. got Stefan Diggs this year and he's amazing. So, yeah. I mean, they're just good. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm looking at, at all the teams and you're talking about pretenders and, you know, contenders, uh, for me in in the AFC it's the it's the Bills um it's the Chiefs the Bills because they've had a slow build lots of first round early first round picks over the last few years because they haven't been that good now all those guys are gelling and they're really getting ready for that next turn the Chiefs because man you've got the best among the best quarterbacks in football i mean i still think Russell Wilson's the best but if you told me Patrick Mahomes i wouldn't be like bro you tripping no you're You've got a, a a hell of a point there if you said Patrick Mahomes. So I think that and they, they have to, they have the best coach right now in in football, in my opinion. Andy Reid, now that he's you know certified with the championship, I think it's fair enough that you can call him the best. Co- like Belichick is older, and Belichick is you know you, you don't have the, the the weapons that you used to have to be able to make to cover up some of your deficiencies and everything. But yeah. Uh, let's on the other side of the break here, go the other way teams that are not playing well, any of them going to be able to turn it around. 
Because there's a couple on there that I see that I think could do it, and then there's a couple that look really, really bad. So that's next. This is Football Sunday on The Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Fantasy Scramble coming up next. We'll be joined by Jesse Osmond. So if you have any fantasy football questions, start the questions, text them now. 503-250-1080. There's questions. Patriots, Broncos postponed. Bills, Titans, risky. Although Adam Schefter says that the league has optimism that that game will still play, which makes no sense to me considering the Titans had one positive test this morning. And the Patriots had one positive test this morning and they canceled one game. And now the other one's optimistic. That's it's a risk. So you got some risky decisions to make. So we'll try to our best to answer your questions coming up next. But uh, soon a little look around the league at the quarterway point. Just looked at the good teams that we believe in. Here are the teams that are winless or one win. The Dolphins are one and three. No, go ahead. The Jets are zero and four. The Bengals are one, two and one. The Texans are zero and four. Chargers Broncos both have one win. The NFC East is an absolute dumpster fire. So all four of the teams are bad. So bad. Lions Vikings one and three Falcons zero and four. And that's it. So out of all of those teams, who do you believe in the most turning their season around and trying to get back towards a playoff hunt? All the teams that have one or zero wins at this point. Um, For me, it's the Cowboys. I know Joe is loving hearing that right now, but the truth is that's also my answer. <laughs> yeah, the truth is of of they're, they're in the most they're in uh, the the most winnable division. You know the the teams in the NFC East. I just don't understand. They're so bad like, right now. This the Philadelphia Eagles are in first place. They played to a tie against the Bengals in overtime in the worst NFL game I've ever watched. That and they have one win, and they're one two and one. They have one win, one two and one. That's a terrible that's a terrible record. And they're in first place in the NFC East. What? So when I look at that, I look at the fact that Dak Prescott is still playing really, really good football right now. Unfortunately, they, they can't close. And they haven't been able to stop, you know, teams from, from beating them towards the end of the game. So um, the Cowboys are the one team. And you look at their roster. They're not supposed to be one and three. There's no way this Cowboys team should be one and three right now in this division. Absolutely not especially considering some of the games they've actually played. Like, they should be – you could you could argue they should be 3-1 and one, well, or at least 2-2. Two and two. Well, I'm glad you guys have optimism because it was uh, announced this week that Tyron Smith, left tackle, will be done for the year with a neck injury. Of course. Like, why wouldn't he be? They're yeah. going to be starting a rookie at center today. So that vaunted offensive line for the Cowboys that they've had over the last half decade now mm-hmm. is basically no more. Yes. Doug, Doug Martin is still there, but uh, everyone else is gone. Or Zach is, Martin, excuse me. Also, um, Mike McCarthy is an issue, I think. It's a bigger so, version of Jason Garrett. Well, it's worse because what is the one thing that Mike McCarthy never did in Green Bay? He didn't commit to the run. He had a great running back in Aaron Jones, and he hated it. He had Aaron Rodgers throw all over the field, and it's fine. Aaron Rodgers is great. You have Ezekiel Elliott, and you're barely running him. And I know you've been down in some of the games, and I know Dak Prescott's been playing really, really, really well for the most part. But you have Zeke. Feed him. He that's he literally has a tattoo on his stomach that says, feed me. And he does the feed me motion when he scores touchdowns. Don't give him 10 carries. 
don't put Tony Pollard in for 10 carries in the third quarter. Give Zeke Elliott the ball. He's your best player. And no wonder they're one and three because they're down early and their defense is horrible. But out of all the teams, they still have the most talent. Who are out of all the bad teams, they have, they have the most talent. Yes. The only other team I was going to say that I kind of believe a little bit in is I think the Bengals with Joe Burrow are going to be okay. They're one, two, and one. But Burrow just looks the part. He's a gamer. He gets hit a lot. Their offensive line's not good, but they got a lot of receivers. Um, I think they might be okay just because of how special Joe Burrow might be. I was very unsure about Joe Burrow coming into the league because I was concerned about the fact that he only played one year, truly one year, as a starter, as a good starter at LSU. And I was like, ah, this doesn't translate super well normally. you got to have a couple more years into your belt. Uh, yeah, he's had his warts. He's a rookie, of course. But I, I think he's played pretty well so far. You're talking about Burrow? Yeah, Burrow's yeah. been awesome. I saw him get hit, uh, go down, and then uh, he's uh, in the, I think he's mic'd up for the next game. And he's running. He decides to do like a little really awkward slide. You know, and gets down. He was like, "Yeah, no, no, you see me get hit last week. Yeah, I'm not not doing that again." You know, <laughs> and I think you know, it's it's having a guy like that. You know, that's a quarterback that you know really, it's almost like Brett Favre. Like, like I I enjoy the contact. I enjoy you know getting hit. But shoot, I ain't gonna. I'm just not gonna let you guys hit me. You know, all the time in between there. And he's then learning. You, he's learning. And then you look at some of the throws that he's been able to make and. You know, they've been like, wow, that's a, yeah. what a great throw. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, stepping, like, th- like the contacts or the, the, the pressure's coming, step into the pocket where most guys would get so, especially rookies, would get so nervous to where they're going to try to escape because they don't want to get sacked. Burrow makes the right play and steps into the pocket. Like, man, that's a that's a veteran NFL throw. Like, that's a, and he's made a few of those. And so, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, that one-two-one record, it's not going to last very long. Like, I think that, I think if there's any team that could, really turn it around. I don't think they're going to win their division, you know, or even really get second in that division. But I honestly think they can come up with four or five wins this season and uh, and do something. Now, mind you, they're not going to make the playoffs, I don't think. Just No, I mean, their division's you know, good. Their, their division's really good. But I do think that we can see a whole lot. They're not going to be a, 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 a garbage team next year at all. And then the Falcons, man. 0-4. You still got Matt Ryan. You got Julio, although hurt a little bit this year. Your defense has injury issues, but you blow two 20-plus point leads in back-to-back weeks. You're the first NFL team ever to have 98% win probability and lose both games in a season, and you did it in back-to-back weeks. It's unfathomable to me because I actually don't think they're that bad. But they're 0-4, they can't hold a lead, and you can't trust them. You just cannot trust them. Well, three of the four teams that they played are actually really good. Well, two of the four teams that they played. Um, that's the Cowboys' lone win for the season. Is I think that's debatable how good the Cowboys are. But yeah, sure. that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's why I said two. You know, because they did lose the Packers. They did lose the Seahawks. All right. You know, so those are two teams that we know. Those are two MVP candidates. Probably the, the number one and two for the MVP at this point in the year. Cowboys are an up and down team. We know the Cowboys could be good. We know they're better than they're playing right now, and I, I I expect them to turn it around. But you know, we'll 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 see how this whole Mike McCarthy thing works out. And then they lost to the Bears, the Bears. So we talked about them already. The Falcons are in trouble. They they've need to been fire in trouble. Dan Quinn. They've been in trouble for the past. Yeah, I, I feel I like agree. it's just that simple. They've been in trouble for the past couple since the Super Bowl loss. They've never been the same. Since that twenty-eight to three halftime or uh, halftime score and the comeback in the second half, they have never been the same. 
Yep, that is the case. They, they seriously, they, they, they lose games like this. Like they're up, you know. Okay, Falcons are winning. I'll turn the channel. They're up twenty. You know, they're up nineteen or whatever the case is. I'll turn the channel, turn back, and the and the, and the Falcons have lost the game. How the hell does that happen? You know, when you especially when you have uh, some of the players on defense because your defense actually didn't look bad. You know, to end the season, your defense looked like it could be okay. You have Julio Jones, who's in most cases considered the best receiver in football. I think has been for a long time. At least hurt. that's yeah, he's hurt now. Or you know, you know, but and then you have somebody who has won the MVP in Matt Ryan, and he can't figure out which way is up. Like I'm so confused on what's happening with this team right now. And if you're a Falcons fan, man, help us out because maybe you're seeing something that we're not because you get a closer look at what they're doing what they're doing all week but at this point man i'm 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 selling on atlanta like they're until dan like you said until dan uh quinn yep yeah until dan quinn i guess i'll say dan snyder i don't know why until dan quinn uh gets fired or you know asked for his release then this team is going to be in the toilet for the next little bit especially in a division that looks like they just keep getting better by the way just a quick note bravo way too late houston texans for firing bill o'brien should have done that two years ago, guys. He has decimated your team. You don't have picks next year. The Dolphins have your picks next year, and you're 0-4. Good luck. And they have you, and somebody else has your receiver because you gave him away for, for, for nothing. David Johnson. Yes. Awesome. For a hand sandwich. All right, let's break. Let's get into the fantasy scramble. If you have fantasy football starts and questions, text them in now. 503-250-1080. We'll be joined by Jesse Osmond, and we will give you as many answers as we can to your questions next but first, Joe has sports. This is what you get when you wait until the last minute. It's your pick. Fine, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. This guy. A kicker. I like kickers. Listen up, you fantasy coaches. Mike and Rashad are here to save your butt with some last-minute injury news and roster advice. The only reason my team finished as terrible as it is because everybody on the team was hurt. Literally every single player on my team was hurt. This is Fantasy Scramble, part of Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. All right, that music means it's time for the Fantasy Scramble. If you have any fantasy football start sick questions, text them in now, 503-250-1080. It's a strange week with uh, one game for sure postponed, one maybe getting postponed, and weird decisions to be made. Uh, Jesse Osmond, our friend and our fantasy expert, joins us again. Hi, Jesse. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Mike? Uh, let's, Rashad, how are we God, doing? Man, early morning on Sunday. Guess man. who was late today, bro? Yeah, Rashad came in late to the show today. Uh-oh. Yeah, right? That's never, ever I called happened. him at 8.02. I was like, hey, buddy. You come? He's like, hi, Mike. He was like awake. I'm like, are you coming in to do the show with me? And I'm like, show? <laughs> yeah, in an hour, what? right? What? No, we're on right now. <laughs> we're on the air. Whoops. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. Uh, if you have questions, again, 503-250-1080 to text them in. First one that came in, should I start Joe Burrow or Matt Ryan this week? Uh, to me, this is a fairly easy one, and it's Joe Burrow just because I feel like he does more. Uh, on a week-to-week basis. Ryan had two really good games, and he's had two really mediocre games. Fantasy purpose-wise, Joe Burrow has actually had three and a half good games. So he, he's been solid, and I would I would take Joe Burrow, plus anybody who can run it in for touchdown as a quarterback and is actually used in that regard in the red zone, I would start. So uh, Joe Burrow over Matt Ryan. Uh, just because of the matchup, I'm taking Matt Ryan. Uh, going against Carolina today, Carolina, not a very good team. Uh, could complement the fact that Matt Ryan, you know, doesn't play for a very good team either. But uh, Joe Burrow has that Baltimore defense, and that Baltimore defense can be a beast, especially for uh, for a first-year quarterback. So I'm probably going to take Matt Ryan. 
Uh, you know, it is. It, this is going to be a matchup thing as well. That that Baltimore defense is very good. Um, you're you're talking about a team that um, is looking to make a Super Bowl run versus a team that's just trying to get back to being competitive. Joe Burrow is great. He's got a lot of upside. Um, I just don't know if I can trust him going into Week Five against one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, you know, uh, with that said, Matt Ryan's not going to have Julio Jones. Um, it, it is going to be somewhat of a tough road to hoe for him, but he, I think, should eventually have a, back, a bounce back game, and I, I feel good about him against Carolina at home today. Next question that came in was Raheem Mostert or Justin Jefferson, full point PPR. Uh, Mostert is questionable, but is supposedly good to go to play today. Jefferson, if you don't know, is the rookie who is on Minnesota, who the last few weeks has completely blown up. Uh, I'm going to pick Jefferson on this one because I'm not sure. It's hard to trust Niners running backs, especially when multiple are healthy. Jarek McKinnon's actually played pretty well. So if Mostert comes back, he might not have the full slate of carries right away, even though he was great before he got hurt. I'm going to ride the hot hand here. I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. Uh, I'm going to go Justin Jefferson as well. Uh, he's playing against a Seahawks defense that can be kind of porous at points. And with Mostert being questionable, you never know what you're going to get on the field. So I think I'm going to go with the rookie. Uh, this is one I'm gonna have to go with the running back. Um, Mostert, I mean, well, they're they've been careful with him. I think, you know, they're gonna run him out all if he's healthy. There's just been a lot of talk about him coming back this week. Um, on the flip side, Justin Jefferson coming back um, from back-to-back hundred-yard games. That's awesome. But you're looking at a quarterback that has yet to throw 30 passes this game in a game this season, and you're also looking at a guy that. He did that last week on five targets. I need that target share to come up in order to feel comfortable throwing him out there. Next one is another quarterback question. Again, Matt Ryan in there against Teddy Bridgewater this time. Uh, This time I'm going to go Matt Ryan against Bridgewater. Bridgewater's had one good fantasy game, and the others have been kind of inconsistent. He doesn't have McCaffrey to throw the ball to. Mike Davis is doing his best to fill that role, but it's not the same. And Matt Ryan's just a more explosive quarterback. I'm probably going to go ahead and go with uh, Matt Ryan as well. Uh, Bridgewater, <sighs> Carolina is just a – they're not they're not a great team. They're not a great offense unless you're giving the ball to Christian McCaffrey, and I think we know where the ball is going to go in most cases. Uh, I'm going to give the, uh, the nod to Matt Ryan in that one. Look at me just being the contrarian today. Um, you know, <laughs> That's what you're uh, here for, Jesse. Yeah, you're, you're smarter smart than one. us. Come on. It is what I'm here for. I'm, it's just another one where it's the matchups. Um, uh, Atlanta, that that pass defense, as we all know, is just porous. Uh, everything's leaking through it. Um, on the flip side, the offensive side of the ball, Carolina has actually been improved this Great. year. Teddy Bridgewater working that death by a thousand cuts mentality. Um, Robbie Anderson uh, showing that he's more than a deep ball threat. Um, and, and you got DJ. Uh, uh, D, um, you got. Uh, Mike Davis coming out of the backfield that has just um, been a real bright spot. So I'm, I'm going to have to go with the matchup on this one and, and put Teddy Bridgewater out there. Uh, the next one is Michael Gallup or Devontae Parker at wide receiver. Uh, this is, I think, pretty easy. Devontae Parker, he's been really good in that offense, and Gallup has been inconsistent. I know that the, the Cowboys are throwing the ball a ton, but none of those receivers have necessarily stood out yet. Uh, in terms of just being a really, really big impact player, whereas Devontae Parker, 
12 targets, five targets, eight targets. He's got five, five, and 10 catches in the last three weeks. That's a really, really good target share. So I'm going to go with uh, Devontae Parker on that one. Yeah, I'm probably going to go Devontae Parker as well. Yeah, that regression that everybody was expecting from Parker after his breakout season last year really hasn't come. He's actually, despite the fact being hobbled a little bit by a hamstring injury earlier in the season, still been effective. He's been getting out there, fighting through um, those those little nicks that he's been dealing with. And um, I, I just feel like you want to go with the guy who has a better floor. I think that's Parker. Um, and I also think, you know, you're looking at a guy that probably has a similar type ceiling as Gallup. So I'm going to roll Parker out there. Raheem Mostert or Miles Gaskin. Gaskin's basically turned into the starter in Miami, but he's got a lot of other competition there for carries. Um, because of that, I'm going to pick Mostert in this situation. I know I'm a little bit wary just because he's coming back from the injury now, but Gaskin is, has been good. He's been a surprise, but fantasy number-wise, he has not been. So I'm going to go Mostert. Um, hmm. I'm going to go Mostert as well. You've got to tap into that San Francisco backfield. Even if Mostert doesn't get a full complement of carries, it, you're, you're looking at a backfield for the last two years that even if there's been a three-man rotation, almost every single one of those guys has been effective in a fantasy lineup. I want to tap into that offense that running game as opposed to miles gaskin who's been much more effective than i thought um so far this season but more so in the passing game than the running game they're still having struggles between the tackles and i want to go with the team that doesn't struggle that way i'm going to go mostert uh, another mostert mostert is the the big question of the day raheem mostert or Kenyon drake in a standard league so Drake is healthy. They had the, he had the chest injury concern, which is why he left the game early last week and Chase Edmonds took over and had a lot of points. Um, this is a really big toss-up for me. I think these are really, really close players. I like the explosive potential from Mostert more, um, but I also know that they're going to give Drake the ball a healthy amount as long as he's healthy. So I'm torn, man. I'm, I'm probably going to pick Mostert here, but I think you could probably pick either and have a pretty similar result. Who, who Mostert and who now? Kenyon Drake. Oh man. Um, I'm gonna go with him. I'm gonna go with him. Mostert. Still, just All because. Right. Yeah, you know, with with San Francisco being what they are, uh, they, I'm, I think they're gonna run the ball a little bit. They're gonna at least try to against this Miami team. So I'm gonna go Mostert. This is one where the talent trumps the the uh, matchup. But uh, Drake does have a very nice matchup. The Jets have actually been pretty good um, against running backs running the ball, but they've actually allowed the running backs to be heavily involved in the passing game. The problem is Drake, I believe, has four catches through the first four weeks of the season. Um, That's just not what we are expecting out of uh, running back from the Arizona Cardinals, especially not what he was doing last year. And, you know, we just, we've seen most dirt time and time again in the San Francisco offense. I don't know how you can shy away from it. Couple of more until we got to let you go. Uh, Flex, Russell Gage, or Hunter Henry? I'm going to go Hunter Henry on that one. I was just looking at his his information when you asked the question. Uh, he only had a couple of targets last week because of the matchup. I guess Tampa is really good at stopping tight ends. Uh, the Saints are not, and that is who the Chargers are playing this week. Plus, Justin Herbert looked has looked really really good and has been named the starter. But he also has been looking for a safety valves a little bit more. One of those is Hunter Henry as long as he's open. Uh, Russell Gage has had like three catches maybe the last two weeks total he has not been very good uh, i know the offense is good in atlanta and he's part of it but i'm going to go hunter henry in the flex i don't even like tight end flexes but i'm going to go hunter henry in the hunter flex. henry as well 
Honestly, this is probably the toughest one of the day because I think these are two guys that are really on equal footing. Um, you're looking at uh, a guy, Hunter Henry, who has been proven to be a playmaker and a, a proven trusty safety valve. Um, and we have seen Herbert willing to actually um, throw to him often when he's been open. So that's where um, I think matchup's going to be key with him. On the flip side, you're looking at an Atlanta offense that's trying to get back on track, trying to get trying to get that passing game back on track. They're not going to have Julio Jones. You think a lot of the defense is going to roll towards Calvin Ridley's side, going to leave Gage open, you would think, this week, and he should end up with targets. I honestly... I'm probably going to go with my classic. If you want a guy that probably has some high upside because Atlanta can get really high octane, I'd probably throw Gage. If you want somebody a little bit more stable, stable floor, I'm going to go with Hunter Henry. All right, we got two more. Russell Gage again. Russell Gage or Michael Gallup at the flex. Uh, I'm going to go Gage over Gallup. Ooh. Uh, ooh I'm Gage over Gallup. Make it the sweep. All right, one more. Half-point PPR, Kenyon Drake or Michael Thomas at flex? I don't know. Is Michael Thomas playing? I, I I feel like he's questionable, right? Or is he coming back? Do you know, Jesse? He's had a couple of limited practices this week. I haven't seen whether he's actually going to be a go or not this week. Yeah, listed um, as it's questionable kind of, for Monday night's game. It's hard to go because unless you have the, – the basically, unless you have another player – on that Saints team that you can plug in, uh, like a Traquan Smith. If, if the Traquan Smith is still out there, if he's on your roster, then roll with um, with Michael. But uh, um, if not, uh, you play it safe. Yeah, I think that's some, that's probably what I would do as well. Is it's it's tough. Like we we all have the question right now because we don't know if Bills Titans is postponed. Um, but you have to make the decision right now. Are you going to play your 10 a.m. backup running back, or are you going to sit with your guy and hope he doesn't get postponed? I had to make that decision. Mm-hmm. I have Devin Singletary, and my only backup running back, because everyone else is hurt or out, is Gio Bernard. So do I put Gio Bernard in and get five points from him and go, okay, at least I got five points, and, and, or do I risk getting zero with a chance of getting 20 because it's Devin Singletary? It's a tough decision. Uh, I already lost Philip Lindsay, so my running back position is a mess. I'm probably going to go Gio Bernard. I'm probably just going to play it safe. I can't risk waiting until Tuesday to see if the bills are going to play, but uh, it's a tough, it's a tough decision to make. Yeah. I, I would go Michael Thomas. Uh, if you absolutely need a big game, but Kenyon Drake's safer. Cause he's going to play. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go Kenyon Drake's cause there's still the unknown about Michael he does Thomas. have Traquan Smith. He says, yeah. So, I'm so gonna... if that's the case, go Michael Thomas. Then you'll have your fill in. If you, if you don't get him, he says he has Traquan yeah, Smith. I, Thomas can't play. Yep. Yeah. Michael Thomas. If he can't play, then go Michael Thomas. Yeah, I'll go Michael Thomas with that one. All right, Jesse, that's it for today. We will uh, talk to you next week at 930. Thanks, as always, for hopping on. Good luck this week. My guy. Thank you. Good luck to you guys. All right. One more segment to go. I realize we didn't do Hate It or Love It today. We didn't. It's a, it's weird, sh- it's a weird show. It's all Joe good. was probably happy about it. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I don't have to, th- I don't have to think about anything. Uh, we'll figure it out. Last segment to come here on Football Sunday on The Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, one final segment to go here. Football Sunday. Mike and Rashad. And by segment, I mean like two minutes. (laughs) Well, are are the Heat going to win tonight, Joe? 
<laughs> I took my headphones off so I can't hear you guys talk. But yes, game seven. Give it to me. Yeah, there it is. There you go. It's exactly what we were talking about. Yes, man. I'm. I did the. I pantomimed shooting a basketball to help him out. Well, I mean, I could hear you guys as long as the mic's oh, that's not on. Right. That's yeah. right. Uh, that's how technology works. But technology is not working in this building right now. How far is Jimmy Butler away from being a top ten dude? Top ten? Yeah. It's got to be pretty close after this postseason, right? That's a pretty. He's proven it. Is that something that, that changes the, every year? Is that something that changes every year, or is that something that like? Once you're because you know the, the top ten changes. You know, remember two years ago, there was no question that Steph was the best point guard in the league. Now it's like, ah, uh, maybe not. Maybe I still think it's Steph. Like, you I know, think it's just easy because you out of sight, out of mind. You haven't seen him. Yeah, but when he's on the floor, like, well, let's just be real. Dame's numbers in comparison to Steph's, they're not. It's not. A well, yeah, one on. It's yeah. not a comparison. <laughs> Steph's better. Like, yeah, like Dame was like, you know, he gets credit for being the best point guard in the league. And I've, I have friends like, I wouldn't trade Dame for Steph. I'm like, you're high and super drunk. I love you, Damian Lillard. I think you're an amazing ball player. You're a top five dude in this league. But if the Blazers get a chance to get Steph Curry in a straight-up trade for you, I don't think there's going to be any Blazer fans that's going to be like, oh, no, don't do that. Well, I think performances like what Jimmy Butler has had in the finals uh, in game five and in game three, that, that those are the type of performances that put you into that upper echelon. So yeah. I think it's definitely fair to say Jimmy Butler is in the top 10 now. I mean, people have felt like he's got the talent and he works hard and he's just had some bum ass teams that he's played on that don't want to work as hard as him. And do so points, I think he's just he's doing it now do, and you're seeing the talent come through. Do points tell the whole story? Because I think that's what we look at. People will still say Kyrie's top 10 because Kyrie can get 30. I don't think so. I mean, Tyrese, Kyrie is maybe he's top 15 for sure. But just because you get 30, that doesn't mean I think much to me. I think to answer your original question, the list obviously changes year to year because guys get hot. Guys are new. Luka Doncic is now up there, right? Because of just how good he is in his second year. Uh, but generally, the same group is the same. It just might be slight little moves here and there. But what I do think is that Jimmy Butler announced himself with authority this year. Um, he's in a situation that puts him in a place to succeed and allows him to be him. Uh, Minnesota did not. Chicago did not. Uh, Philly did not. Miami has. And that's good for Miami because Jimmy Butler is the real deal. And we'll see if he can force a game seven tonight. All right, Seahawks will be on the fan today and later. Their Sunday night game against the Vikings coverage begins at three in the afternoon. Kick for that will be about 520. We'll be back next week, 8 to 10 a.m. again. Seahawks are on a bye. So we'll once again have other NFL games in the morning for you. So 8 to 10 a.m. for us again next week and then 9 to 11 the week after that. So that's the uh, next couple of weeks schedule. We'll be here, though, like we will almost every Sunday. And uh, have a very good rest of your weekend, everybody. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.